It's your boy Tipsy Japan back with another episode of Atas across time and space. I got my co-host over here on the other side of space, Ace Hemma. Go ahead. No, it's your boy Ace Cross Culture. We back with another one. What, what, what episode are we on? Thirty-seven. That's, that's, Thirty-seven. That's me. That's, that's me for now. Thirty-seven. That's me for now. Yeah, thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Wow. Great things that happened at thirty-seven. Mm. Well, this podcast. <laughs> right. It's happened. It's happened. Like, basically, everything that's gone down with this podcast has been within 37, I think. Right? I'm like, we, can, we, can, we can take a look back. We can take a look back at. No, uh, definitely. We started October last year. October. Yeah. So we I were the, when you were 36. You know, you know I was 37, uh, you know, from conception. All right. <laughs> uh, right. And like that's that's when it started. I don't I don't count, you know, like like some people count the days and the hours. Um yeah. <laughs> Look, nine months before. It's interesting. It's interesting though, because somebody asked me, you know, uh, you know, what's going on? You know, what's going on? I said, uh, you know, we'll see. Nine months from now. We don't know. All right. Um mm. tomorrow hey, tomorrow isn't guaranteed, but as long as we're here, God's gonna do what he's got to do, all right. And his yeah. you know, by his will. Have you ever heard the uh abbreviation DV? DV. Yeah, this is a Latin in, one. In my line of work, that means domestic violence. So I'm uh, gonna have to say no, 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 no. Your your holy work, your holy work, Shepherd. The holy work, yeah. DV. DV DV. No, it's not ringing any bells. It stands for, and this is actually used by, um, you know, this this pastor, and uh, like at the bottom of all of his documents, he would always write like DV, 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 DV. Um, mm. Speaking of DV, I'm gonna switch it up to say uh, no, not PV, PW. All right, yeah, no, water postal lasers in the building. Appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, if you know what P. Uh, if you know what DV stands for in Latin, you can go ahead and drop that in the comment section. Um, I'm gonna give I it. Mean, a few you're minutes. the only one here who's taking Latin, so. But something about God's will. Something about the will of God. DV. Um. Hmm. And I mean, it's, it's I'm actually... guessing divine something, but that's also not Latin. That's English. Well, what's the, what's the name of the book <laughs> you're reading? That's a hint. Uh, Deus. Okay. We are reading Homo Deus, all right? Okay. And that's the first one. The first D is Deus. And willing. We're wondering if you know what willing is in Latin. Willing um, and Latin. Or by the will of God, yeah. By the will of God. Deus. Um, no. Three. I was thinking um, vicarious philae day, but ah. that's not... Mm, no. Mm. Um, two. Vicar? I don't know. Deus Vicar? Uh, Deus Vicar? Vicarious? Vicarious? Oh. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm taking a shot in the dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually Deus Volanti. All right, Deus Volanti. Volanti. Yeah, meaning okay. if God wills it, if God volunteers that, if he, you know, it's the same word we get, like, volunteer from. Okay. Um, but yeah, if, if God says yes, sir, if God says, you know, 
it, it can be sold, then let it be sold. But nothing mm. otherwise, right? Nothing otherwise. Uh, and this actually brings us back to like this mindset um, that the Muslims have. You know what Muslim stands for? The teacher's coming out. I'm sorry. Today, this is all about. Do you know Go what that No, no, no. Because I don't, I don't know. I know that yeah. the Muslim faith is supposed to be one of peace. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, just like any religion or any any um, overarching theme to one's mm -hmm. morals or statutes, there's mm -hmm. always going to be some type of radical sect or something like that. So mm -hmm. even the biggest one in America, well, mm -hmm. probably not anymore, uh, was feminism. And it's like feminism mm -hmm. was just so that there could be equality. Yeah, but then it came to the point where some women were like, "No, we're better than men." Mm. So then, taking that things lost the original context of. Yeah, I mean, feminism—the actual meaning that comes up in the Cambridge Dictionary. I want to go to Cambridge. Cambridge, uh, also, so not Webster, man. Oh, like, oh no, no, Webster. Okay, okay, Merriam-Webster. Is that that your okay Merriam with that? Merriam. Yeah, yeah. You're okay like, with that, Mary. Right? Mary was a man, too. <sighs> well, yeah, just let him know. I mean, I guess our uncle could have been named Miriam then, huh? Could have been Mary and Miriam. That would have been interesting. Could have been, been interesting. Uncle Mary. <laughs> um, uncle Mary. The belief. Feminism is the belief that women and men should have equal rights and opportunities. Hey, you know, so if, if you believe that, then you're then you're a feminist, you know. I'm a you know, um, that's that's going just by the de definition. Now, connotation yes. has taken it in other places and culture oh, does. Yeah. But, you know, that is what it is, too. And it has to be uh, acknowledged. But going back to Muslim, it is uh, he who submits. He who submits. Mm. You know, he submit. Submits. Meaning the submit is the will of God. Like, yeah. so if God says to do it, I'm going to do it regardless. That's what a Muslim is. I mean, it's not even that bad. I mean, what do you mean? It's not. It's not even a matter of like bad or good. It's actually good, you know. Yeah. Um, if if you're you know of that of that faith type of thing, so you know, Muslim, he who submits to you know Allah, right? God. I mean, yeah. Does that make us all Muslim? I don't know. And that, I mean, I in in some context, in some way, shape, or form, yes. Um, I know that. There was a pastor who came to my church um, mm. back when I was living in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, you know, there must be some Baptists here. Mind you, I'm Seventh-day Adventist. Mm. Usually there's this whole like connotation like, oh, you know, we're Seventh-day worshipers, not first-day worshipers. Don't come in here with that type of thing. Which oh, I never really got. Oh, you, are you yeah, never like, so, that backlash, but it exists. No, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely exists. Okay. Um, which I don't, I don't get why, because the Seventh Day Adventist faith came out of a first day worshiping faith. You know, mm. don't forget your roots. Uh, but he looked over at the baptismal and was like, "Oh yeah, you know, we must have some Baptists here, you know, because you baptize." And I was mm. like, mm. "Huh, yes, you know, bringing out those things like we're not so different from the people we think we're different from." So you bringing up the idea of, you know, Muslim as one who submits and then in this context to the will of God, mm -hmm. it 
kind of brings it all, you know, back home. You know, if we're not, well, I think I had it on my old Facebook profile before it got hacked. Uh, mm. There's only two ways to live, mm. either frogging or dogging. Frogging dogging, or dogging. Fully relying on God or dogging, depending on God. Like, that's it. <laughs> the only two ways I see to live. Frogging or dogging. Relying, period. Fully relying and... What, fully relying that? on God. Yeah, on God or... Depending on God. Dependent on God. Yeah. Mm. Boom. Wait. How are they different? They're not. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. Yeah, I, there's I only mean, two yeah. ways to live, one way to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, they are the same coin. You're frogging and mm -hmm. dogging, but actually, hey, you have both the same thing, but all right, it's just, I guess, the, the way that you, I mean, yeah, the way that you the paint it, or, or you know, like, yes, I'm, I'm fully, you know, relying on God, you know, it's like forward facing. Maybe a proactive mm. stance, whereas dependent, like I'm not gonna make it without him. No, no, like dragon advice. No, those, yeah, it doesn't have any difference in definition, but it sure feels different, right? Oh yeah, the connotation, yeah, yeah, I can see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, now you know, just going back into the the meaning of words. Um, uh, in this section, we saw something called Epicureanism. Um, and so so I wanted I wanted to um. Epicurean. To, to halt you a little bit because before we jumped on, I heard you say uh, the third, the third installment, the third chunk. No, this is only the second chunk. This is only number two. This is only the second chunk. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so you yeah. got? The, did you get the first? I chunk? got the first. Yeah, I had the first. What did I do? What did I do? We we had the KWL on yours. The the pre. We had the appetizer. Ah. Right, and yeah. I was, I was, yeah. So I get we gave him an appetizer, but I had already eaten my fair share, and I was just like, "All right, just a little yo, bit." Yo, of what... I can co-sign. This food is good. Yes, yes, yes. Like you see that right there? You're gonna get a piece of that. You're gonna like that. You're gonna like that right there. Oh, I have, you know, taste that, taste that. Right. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you think it's gonna taste like. Right, right. But mm -hmm. uh, okay, all right, that's fair. Um, so what we're gonna do first then? Because there's like three big themes. That, that he touches on and I'm gonna like take a uh, a little not a, a backseat to the conversation but I want to know how you feel about this point and 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 yeah granted it's about it's somewhere between that second chunk and third chunk but he he introduces the chunk and it's the war on death the war, the war on death, death. Right. yeah yeah we covered All a little right. bit of that that's it <clears throat> okay so, um, yeah, we're going to talk about the war on death. Um, basically, you know, I have a question and I'm going to bring it up in the form of a banner saying, um, is it ethical to war on death? Hmm. Is it ethical? Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that ethical? Is it unethical to not war against death? Like, it, when you think about what, what, um, I'm just going to say magicians, <laughs> medical, the medical, professionals, medical professionals do. When you think about what they do, um, you mm. know, they're trying to save lives. They're trying to prolong life. They're trying to keep it alive yeah. as long as possible. Right. Um, prolonging death. Why are you trying to push it away? You know, is it ethical to war on death? To war death 
War Pandef. <laughs> What's War the name? Pandef. Yeah. Oh gosh. So, I mean, Pandef. It's what what comes to mind is the Hippocratic oath. You know, um, I will do no mm -hmm. harm. The Hippocratic oath, the, the oath oh. that your dad took as a doctor. You know, oh, I will okay. do no harm. You know, I will save life. You know, and there's okay. different forms of Hippocratic oaths depending mm -hmm. on what what field you get into. So mm -hmm. the Hippocratic oath for for uh, clergy is more so like uh, strict patient, not patient. Um, parishioner, 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 and clergy member. Like I'm not gonna go around telling your secrets type thing, and I'm going right. to do what's beneficial for your spiritual life. And if you are a risk to yourself or others, that's when I have to get somebody else involved. I think. Right. So I would say, yes, it's ethical. Mm. Um, if we look at something that, that was very, very scary for me when my daughter was born mm -hmm. is this whole thing of SIDS. And I didn't do a lot of research into SIDS, but it's um, Sudden SIDS. Infant Death Syndrome. Syndrome. Ah, that. Yeah, yeah that's real. That's real. I so didn't know it was a that's basically when your baby just died, you know. Um, yeah. And there's just so much research that was done into the fact that babies cry and they've already been fed and they've already been birthed and they've already mm. been changed. You know, mm. what else can you do? Um, the way that you lay a baby down in a crib, you know, is it on their back or is it on the front? Mm -hmm. You know, because one of those ways, they're going to suffocate. Uh, oh, man. Oh, so, man. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> can't do it, man. It's nah, like waking nah, up nah. in the middle of the night, you know, yeah. hearing check. her cry and, you know, okay, all right. You yeah. know, make sure that I change her first. That was yeah. the first thing. Change. Yeah. Second thing feed. Third thing, I'm rocking her back to sleep. I'm not just laying her back in the crib. These are, these are, are educated rocking guesses as to what to do? No, no, no. These I are things that I found true. Mm. <laughs> these are things that I had to learn to do. It's like, okay, if I feed her mm. before I change her, then what's going to happen is that she already mm. has pee in diaper. Yes. So that can lead to rash and all that good stuff. But then mm. I'd have to change her twice. Uh, because chances are that that milk is going to run through her and change her and then be yeah. rocking her back to sleep and then right, she right, pee right. again and then I still have to change her. Uh, so it's like... So change, change, feed, and then... Rock uh, back to sleep. Rock back to sleep. Yeah. Right? Um, okay, so, so, so that you said that to say that. You said that to say that. This is how <laughs> um, you avoid SIDS? No, this is just okay. one of the things that comes up when thinking about. But when you wake up and you don't hear the baby cry, yeah, that's yeah. when you go into panic mode. It's like, oh, okay, man. you know, let me let me get over there and make sure that you know that chest is rising. You know, oh. let me make sure that you know nothing's going on. Yeah, yeah. that's because you just don't know up until age two. It's right. like it can just poof, right. Right, right, and it's so scary to think about. It's so scary, but there's been so much research mm -hmm. into this, um, and that's kind of where we're getting back to, you know, fighting death. 
Right. We are not just looking at the longevity of, you know, our adult life. Because mm-hmm. we can't get to our adult life if we don't prevent the death in the infants. You know? Right, 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 right. Um, so it is, I feel like it's ethical to war on death, you know. Okay. Um, but it, there is a point where it does become unethical. If you're going mm-hmm. to be, you know, a vegetable, you're not going to have any quality of life, mm-hmm. then yes, you know. So, so GG. Gigi lived to Galileo Galilei. He lived to 77. Okay. All right. Um, and Michelangelo, 88. So, okay. so my, I'm saying that to say that it's not that we're extending human life expectancy. We're extending the life of people living in society, this type of society that we're in right now. Like mm. if stupid things don't take you out early, then you should live to around that age. Like it's even biblical to say 80, right? That's supposed to be like standard, standard age. Now, if you live to 120, you know, 120 is the limit. The limit. No yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 125, I think, actually. But nobody goes past 120. 120. 120 um, but the there was that was, I think it was 120 after the flood. Mm. Pretty right. Sure. Right, before right. that, Methuselah lived to like 900 some odd years. He wasn't playing no games. Um, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, so you had the thing is like people will live to that age. Even even gorillas. And you're just looking at like, you know, the neighbors. Uh, I'm not calling the neighbors. The neighbors gorillas. are gorillas? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, I know he's going to just jump on that. Hold on. But uh, gorillas will live to, six, to their 60s. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it's not I mean, that, according to Mr. Harari. So that being said, like, it's not unnatural for us to be living to like 70s, 80s. Right. Um, mm. It's these lifestyle diseases that, that take us out. And um, so this idea, though, is that life expectancy doubled in the 20th century and it's supposed to double again. Hold on. You know, even even the author brings it up and saying, like, they would actually have to do some serious changes to. Um, you know, the human DNA, the whole, mm. you know, how, how, or like our genes or something in order for us to live to see that. Um, and Google's putting a lot of money into it. Uh, like life extending, the, the whole department of life extension, you know, um, they're trying to find a way for people to live much longer or, you know, have this like bionic thing that helps them live longer, trading out parts and pieces in order to live longer. Uh, you know, if you could, if you could trade out a few parts, you know, if it was affordable to trade out a few parts at age 70, 80, and it would most likely help you get another 30 years in, would you do it? Uh, um, this, goes, this goes back to Galaxy 999. Uh, Galaxy. Um, uh, yeah, it's a manga. I'll, I'll introduce it next time. I want to say, I don't, I definitely don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Ginga Tetsudo, QQQ. That's the name. All right. Ginga Tetsudo. Go ahead. So you said life expectancy, and I have been looking at it for a little bit uh, because it did come down drastically. Uh, mm. It was trending up, but since 2019, <laughs> it's been coming down a little bit. I think it's yeah. worldwide uh, because it looks like the, the one in America is still going up. It's still trending upward. They're doing okay. And then project projections are pretty high, like 83. 
but, but as, as a species, we're not doing so well. As a species in America. Mm. So I, what I looked at before was the worldwide, and it was actually trimming down. So the okay. average life expectancy for the world, for the Homo sapiens species, yeah, was going down. But for Americans, it's going up, which I actually find very odd. Well, I, I think you had you had your facts right because we you, we talked about that before, and I went and followed up and said, you know, like the National Center for Health Statistics. Uh, had some numbers on that, and they actually said, like, yeah, life expectancy dropped like zero point nine, like one year, yeah. um, in twenty twenty one. You know, from yeah. you know, their data based on twenty twenty one. So you know, I mean, I mean, that's that's okay to say that. We, but, we say we say it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's just one year, but that's the average. So that means that somebody's life expectancy went up, mm -hmm. somebody's went way, 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 way down. And then it yeah. mm-hmm. I know yeah. we're we don't look great for life expectancy. I don't like us, like American oh, black what? men. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't look great, but our uncle Uncle Lewis was, was like in his nineties. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean we, we got we come from good stock, as it were. But my question okay. is about trading out parts. Trading out parts. No. Yeah, personally and as a society. You know, I think the personal decision as a parent, would you trade out parts? Uh, would you trade out your child's parts in order for that child to live longer if you could, if you could afford to? And as a society, um, do you think that it's good that we come to a place where people can decide to trade out parts? Personal first. So so you, you're talking about more on the cosmetic basis or, or the life-saving basis? Because I feel like there's two different realms of thought mm. that you can get into. So you say right. transplants or even um, root canals. You know, you mm. get a gold cap for your tooth. You know, mm. that's not natural. You know, that's but not God-given. Mm. But mm. it does extend the life of that tooth. It protects the root. And you can go on chomping all your whatever you want to eat. But I mean, now if that... you're saying, hey, I want to replace mm. all of my teeth with titanium, just so I don't have to worry about cavities, I feel like that's a mm. different realm of thought. Mm. Or if you say, hey, the quantum singularity is coming up, I want to download my consciousness into a robot. You know, that's yeah. a different line of thought. And that's the thing. It usually starts off as a life-saving procedure, right? Mm. And then that becomes super affordable, and then people start to pay for it at their private, you know, doctor's offices. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, I mean, I was even talking about this with um, with my colleague just the other day about like ADHD and some of these, um, you know, like mental disorders and the medicines that have de they've developed for it will help you to focus. But then people who ne not necessarily have or who aren't necessarily diagnosed with this particular thing, you know, oh, I see that that, that the kid can focus a lot better with that. I, you know, go ahead and diagnose my, my kid with it. And if you don't, then your clinic is, is going down the drain or, you know, we'll, we'll find somewhere that will make that prescription. So it, these things usually do start off as a matter of life and death, you know, improve uh, the life of the person or, you know, to treat some kind of uh, chronic disease that's going to, you know, kind of ruin their life or shorten their life. So I want to catch it at the root, catch that conversation at the root and say, you know, how do you feel about that in terms of saving a life, saving a life? All right. If you, you know, get this instead of getting an organ transplant, because I think. We're okay. Are we okay with organ transplants? Or? 
Organ transplants? I would say yeah. yes. Like it's a life-saving measure, you know, if the if the parts are available, you know, mm -hmm. and that's also still organic. Now you're not saying mm -hmm. like I want my right. heart replaced with a, you know, titanium one that, you know, is gonna last, you know, five million pumps. You know, that type of thing. Okay. I mean, How about it sounds appealing one made but... made in a lab. We made it in a lab. Made it in a lab. Yeah, it didn't belong to someone who just got hit by a car and just like tissue, said that they tissue, like them. generation, just like, hey, we're gonna take these cells, we're gonna grow this heart. CRISPR. I mean, to me, it's not much different. Mm. Ethically speaking, because how many people wait for a heart and then never get one? Just and like they right need there. the heart and then they yeah. die on the operating table or you know things mm -hmm. like that if it if there was like a a heart readily available or if they said you know what um within a couple months i feel like you're going to need a new heart yeah we're going to start the procedure to grow you a new heart i mm. don't think that would be too much of an issue but i mean i'm also heart farm, heart farm. <laughs> just have a heart farm, heart farm. Get your heart right. Yo, oh, it's get get your hearts right. All right. I'm just gonna just why not just have a heart farm ready to go? Why do we have to wait for people on their way out? We could just grow them. And you know, yeah. it's enough people that need them, right? Just grow some hearts. What's good? Yeah. And and if, I mean, if they're about to go bad, if they're about to go bad, we'll just feed it to um feed it to something that eats hearts like sharks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, man eating uh, animal, you know, here's some hearts that we grew in the lab. They were about to go bad. Hey, let's, let's, what? Hey, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And I feel like, I feel like it does come down to, you know, the ethics of every person, you know, um, and it's, it's easy to speak about it hypothetically until you feel that you need it. Yeah. Or, you know, your child is on the table and you're like, oh, I changed my stance. Um, mm -hmm. It's very easy for me to say, oh, yes, you know, I don't see very much difference in it. But maybe when it comes time to for me to get a new one, I'm just like, well, I don't want it. I don't want that new lease on life. I don't think that I'll have any um, quality of life just from this one change. So, mm -hmm. but I mean... I feel like we have the technology to do it. The who is it? Mm. Uh, I can't remember the name, but the, there's a famous sheep that's been cloned, and like they've had so many birthdays, and oh, oh, oh. it's like, yeah, we yeah, could yeah, yeah. be doing Dolly. so much Dolly good. Dolly, yeah. Dolly the sheep. Yeah, cloning the sheep. sheep. Why not me cloning? Clone and just have like you know, like a, a guy in good shape, you know, just ready to to give a heart. <laughs> a clone guy. Right. Yeah. I mean, but then the ethics of that become a little different because the FDA allowed for the cloning of the sheep, mm -hmm. but not for it to be used as meat. And that's what people are going to try to get into. It's like, OK, well, why can't mm -hmm. we just clone mm -hmm. instead of having to worry about animal husbandry, you know, mm -hmm. um, the semen taking or not taking, you know, that type of thing. Just like, mm -hmm. OK, boom, go you in the lab feed you until you're mature, ship you out. Right, right, right. It just seems like a lot easier to do that versus 
having no. to worry about the ins and outs of life. Right. And and the thing is, like at this point, the uh, the type of life extending uh, procedures that can be done are going to be basically organic. We're not really seeing mm -hmm. just like fully bionic, you know, parts being taken on by the body and just, OK, we're, we're OK with that. You have an immune system that's ready to fight off anything that looks weird. Right. Yeah. And to to, you know, um, subdue those, those limitations or whatever. Um, you know, you don't know what the side effects of that's going to be. We don't know what the side effects are going to be. It's going to be a lot of like relatively unethical experiments that need to be done in order to get to that point where you could say people are living comfortably up to 150 plus, you know, hmm. um, should we be going that route? Should we continue to go there? Uh, as we're reading through the book, we're going to have to ask ourselves those types of questions. Um, yeah. Not just the war on death, but also the, um, the, the, the pursuit of happiness, right? That's something we've done in the past, but can we pursue happiness with, um, with drugs? Because, you know, like happiness is a state and it's an inducible thing. Like why not just, Get your shot um, and, and feel happiness or take micro doses and continue to feel this constant stream of happiness. How do we feel about that as a preview? Um, it reminds me of a book, and I don't think this is the name mm -hmm. of the book, but what comes up uh, is Brave New World. I, it doesn't sound familiar, mm -hmm. but it does talk about and that book is more so a society where it's drug-based, you know, everybody's mm -hmm. happy, you know, um, the, the God that is worshiped is Henry Ford because he came up with the assembly line. Like it, it's <laughs> a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff in that book. It's very mm -hmm. strange. Uh, I never finished it. I was mm -hmm. forced to read it in high school and it was like, uh, no, it no, gets you thinking. It, 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 it think. was just way too, too much. Ooh. Uh, I, might turn, nah. I might have to turn on the audio book for that one. Um, oh, no. I, as, I mean, I might be able to do it now, but yeah, then it was, Yeah, as, as the listeners know, we are, uh, you know, listening to Homo Deus, but we're also, you know, following other books. And, you know, at the beginning of each episode, hey, if you guys want to write, you know, in the comments section, books that you're reading right now, besides the ones that we are, maybe we take those as recommendations and, uh, and yeah. we'll go ahead and, you know, give it like a little preview. If it sounds good, hey, we'll talk about it on the show. Um, get, a, get yourself a pen, a pad, write it down. That's the most important thing. Um, it's your boy TPC Japan telling you to that's what it is. I'm going to let Ace finish it out. You already know it's your boy Ace of Cross Culture. Join us next week on my channel. and We're mm -hmm. going to get a little bit deeper into Homo Deals. Um, but until then, stay prayed up. Be blessed. Me. What I was saying, Nick.